are you doing to your cat? Making <laughs> <laughs> her a little hat. <laughs> she seems to be enjoying it a lot. All right, it's a cape. All right, it's fine. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. And this is episode five. Five episodes. This is episode Fival Goes West. Thanks for downloading and listening to this. Of course, you might be now finding us on iTunes because we are now on iTunes and very happy to be there. Yes. So now you can subscribe and can they rate it? They can subscribe, they can rate it, they can leave nasty messages about us, and they can also leave nice things about us, which we would prefer. You should have led with that. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So we got a lot of fun things to do and talk about today. This is going out for the last week of February. How was your February? It was better after Valentine's Day was over. Yes. Now, have we talked about what you do for a living? No. Let's talk about what Monica does for a living. As my day job. Yes. I merchandise greeting cards for a greeting card company. It's an interesting job. I like it, except holidays. Yes. I don't like holidays. (laughs) (laughs) So the time when they really need you the most. Yeah. You're just like, ugh. Valentine's Day, I had to keep going back to the different stores, like, more than once a day and people are literally grabbing cards out of my hands (laughs) like on their way to their valentine date like i gotta get that card zoinks it was rude yeah uh i'd also like to say that on the 28th which is two days from now yes that is my friend jesse's birthday are we doing a birthday shout out to jesse yeah jesse Happy birthday. <laughs> you know, now that the uh, happy birthday song is in the public domain. We could use we it. We could sing the happy birthday song right now. We're not going to, no. but we might meow it later. <laughs> I know that's the reason why restaurants will have their own birthday song or used to because they would get in trouble if they sang the, uh, the copyrighted happy birthday to you. I guess that's not a thing anymore, but I don't know. I'm not even sure if they still exist, but out where I am from, they had a restaurant called Chi Chi's, mm-hmm. which is basically like a fake Mexican restaurant. And that's the first place I heard a weird happy birthday song at a restaurant. And Do you remember how it goes? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> can, you, can you make up a way I remember that it there was goes? a lot of clapping, like happy, happy, happy birthday, happy, happy, happy birthday to you, to you, to you, Ole. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might have been it. That could be. They put a big giant sombrero on you and sing that at you. They just sell that to different ethnic restaurants and just change the last word. <laughs> happy, happy, happy birthday to you, to you, to you, kampai. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Mais non. So let's do the uh, audio round answers. Uh, Tons of entries this week. (laughs) We need more entries for the the audio (laughs) round. And I think I figured out what was going on. If you don't hear this podcast right away, you may think that, oh, I don't have a chance to win this special prize. So we changed it this week a little bit. We took the entries that were correct, and we picked a random one out of the hat. And this week's winner is... Sarah Zimmerman. Sarah Zimmerman, congratulations. Here are the answers to the audio round. Hold on. By Wilson Phillips. Let me tickle your fancy. 
by Jermaine Jackson. Jesus at McDonald's by Mojo Nixon. Sixteen tons by Tennessee Ernie Ford. We're all alone by Rita Coolidge. What is life? By George Harrison. Swallowed by Bush. Hey, <laughs> let's get started with this thing. Okay. Now it's time for the lightning round. All right, this is the section of the podcast where I challenge Monica to a brief quiz on a certain subject, and she challenges me right back. What is your subject for me this week? I chose this for you. Okay. It is. You're looking very proud of yourself right now. I am frightened. <laughs> it's presidential pets. Presidential pets. Okay. Do you know anything about presidential I will give it my pets? best shot. <laughs> okay. Yours is 90s pop music. All right. I think someone has a little bit of an advantage <laughs> on this one. But let's give it a shot. Why don't you go first? Okay. Question one. What breed of dog are the Obamas, Bo and Sonny? Do you want a hint? Uh, yeah, I, would, I would love a hint. All right. It's two words. Are they Cocker Spaniels? No. Oh, <laughs> I was about to give you more of a hint. That's okay. That's okay. I don't know. It's... Portuguese water dog. I would have never gotten that. I thought you might have known because it was big news when they got the dogs. Mm, I did not follow the uh, the political adventures of the dogs. Uh, here's your first question, number one. What Will Smith hit samples the Sister Sledge disco classic, He's the Greatest Dancer? I don't remember. It sounds like a dance move, doesn't it? Getting jiggy with it. Is it getting jiggy with it? That is correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your next question that you're going to get wrong? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. What president was known for having a pair of tiger cubs as pets until Congress made him send them to the zoo? Well, I'm going to take a wild guess because it just sounds like him. Theodore Roosevelt? No, mm -hmm. but he did have a lot of exotic pets. Yeah. It was Martin Van Buren. Oh, Van Buren! <laughs> Curses. Curses. <laughs> uh, all right, number two for you. For their first two albums, how many members did Destiny's Child have? Five. Four. Oh. One extra. I thought it was two extras because oh. Beyonce really liked to kick people out of the band. <laughs> All right. I got to get one of these. Come on. All right. You Come might on. get this one because it's true or false. Okay. Phew. 50-50. True or false. Yes. John Quincy Adams had silkworms as pets. I'm going to say true. That is correct. Uh, Quincy. He also had an alligator that was given to him by the Marquis de Lafayette mm -hmm. that lived in one of the White House bathrooms and scared the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, just to let everybody know, I got all this information from presidentialpetmuseum.com. That's amazing. Which is a really fun website. This is going to turn into a round. <laughs> this is definitely going to turn into a round. Uh, question number three, and this is uh, multiple points. 
How many Hanson brothers can you name? Is one of them named Zach? One of them is named Zach. Joe? No Joe. You what, about, what about Hansel? Hansel? <laughs> Und I'm Gretel. Hansel Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the other one. So Zach is the is the youngest one. He was yeah. the drummer. Yeah. Uh, Taylor was the main yeah. singer. And then Isaac was oh. the the oldest one. That was after puberty that that, that track came out. That was Isaac. (laughs) Isaac, can you sing a little higher? No, no, I cannot. No, I cannot. I'm going to sing this low the rest of my life. When John Tyler's pet, the general, died, he had a headstone placed over the grave with the inscription... For 20 years, he bore me around the circuit of my practice, and in all that time, he never made a blunder. Would that his master could say the same. What type of animal was the general? I am hoping it was a horse. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I'm hoping he wasn't riding a dog. What country does right said Fred claim they're too sexy for? Japan. That is correct. <laughs> and they were. I only knew that one song. Yeah, they had one other uh, hit in the UK called Deeply Dippy. And then that was it for uh, their hits. Of course. All right, your last question. What was the name of Clinton's cutie cat? All right, so Buddy was the dog. Sylvester. Socks. Oh, socks, right. <laughs> oh. Socks. He was very cute. I saw a picture of him perched on Bill's shoulder. That's adorable. It was really cute. Last question for Monica. The song One Sweet Day was number one in America for a record 16 weeks. That's the longest at number one for any song ever. Name the two artists who sang One Sweet Day. I don't even recognize that title. You know, after we stop talking about this, I'm going to play a clip of it on the podcast. Can you play a clip of it now? I can. (laughs) In my head. (laughs) Sounded pretty good. Wish you could hear it. Dang. Two artists. I'll give you I'll give you this much of a hint. One is a solo singer, one is a group. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. It was Mariah Carey. Okay. And Boys to Men. Ooh. Big, big hit. Was uh, number one for four months. Now I want to hear it so I can remember it. One sweet day. Something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, game prep. We are going to get you ready for your pub quiz this week. This is National Telecommuter Appreciation Week that celebrates the March 3rd, 1847 birthday of one Alexander Graham Bell. So for all you telecommuters out there, this week is for you. You know what? Yes. Jesse is a telecommuter. Jesse, it is your birthday <laughs> and you're a telecommuter? Oh my god. Double. <laughs> I I used to work from home. Yeah. And 
before that, I worked in the office. And when I started to work from home, all of my clothes changed from like office clothes to pajamas. <laughs> Did you buy pajamas that resembled office clothes? No, I just bought more of them. <laughs> comfier and comfier. I, st- I mean, my, I'm writing, you know, most of the days of the week. So I am a person that, while not a telecommuter, somebody who works from home. Mm-hmm. And it's you, it's hard to stay focused sometimes. You have lots of distractions. Um, I miss a little bit of the camaraderie of an office. But I don't miss the commute and... I do like to at least to have the option of working in my pajamas if I so choose. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed uh, wearing my pajamas, not being around other people, cooking my own food in my own kitchen, and using my own bathroom. Yes. Actually, those are very good things. Yeah. 1885. The American Telephone and Telegraph Company is incorporated to create long-distance phone lines. Their first line from New York to Chicago was established seven years later. Still existing as AT&T. Wow. Yeah. That must have been so hard to do in 1885. Did they put them up on poles? They must have. They were just dragging around. They were just the dragging them on the ground. <laughs> just, just, just dragging them behind. <laughs> No, they must have put up poles and stuff. That must have, I mean, no wonder it took seven years. Thinking about doing something that big back then just seems so impossible. All right, don't get so emotional. I'm going to get emotional right now. God, men. In 1827, the B&O Railroad became the first American company to offer trains for both freight and passengers. B&O, we know what B&O stands for? Body and odor. Yes, it does. The O, you should know. Is it oh my God? No, it's your home state. Ohio? Yeah. The B&O stands for Baltimore and Ohio. Uh, a because lot of- Baltimore is in Ohio. Yes. And Maryland <laughs> is only in your imagination. <laughs> And, of course, most people know the B&O Railroad from Monopoly at this point. Yeah, that's where I know it from. Yes. 1872, Yellowstone becomes America's first national park. Signed into law by President Ulysses S. Grant, the park is located in five counties in three states, Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. That sounds like a trivia question. I have a Yellowstone story. Tell me all of it. (laughs) So when I moved here, we packed up a van full of stuff and two cats and drove across the country. So we drove through Yellowstone and we went there and we went into like the uh, gift shop area and used the bathroom and stuff. And they had one of those press a penny things and I love those things. So I'm like, oh, I got to get a penny. So I'm making my penny press with Old Faithful going off on the penny. And unbeknownst to me, Old Faithful is going off. And I missed it because I had to make a penny with Old Faithful on it. <laughs> and I didn't get to see it. <laughs> that is amazing 1931 the star spangled banner officially became america's national anthem what do you think about that song it is a hard song to sing and it's also kind of a bad song well so the music of it is an old english drinking song which really cracks me up because it is a difficult song to sing so I try to imagine a bunch of drunk people singing that song, and it's it doesn't exactly work for me. the same tune? It is exactly the same tune. So Francis Scott Key wrote the, yeah, wrote yeah. the poem, mm-hmm. and then someone set it to music, and they just said, what should we set it to? 
How about happy birthday to you? No, that's copyrighted. Okay. <laughs> How about this drunken uh, anthem that people sing in bars? Fine. No one's going to bother us. So that's what they did. And I, I don't know what the words are to the drunken version, but mm. uh, that's where it came from. I feel like we should find those words. I would like to have more beer if you're still serving. I know it's closing time. I don't think you know how English people sing drinking songs. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know more English than I do. February 26th, 1932, Johnny Cash is born in Kingsland, Arkansas. Do you have any thoughts on Johnny Cash? I like him all right. I really like the fact that his voice is very unique. Yeah, um, I like his voice. And I do like some of the things he sang about. You know what my favorite cover that he did, which, which I thought was better? Yeah. Is the U2 one. Yes. I think that's my favorite. The later recordings that he did with Rick Rubin, the American recordings where he he did Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, he did Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. Um, there's a recording of him doing In My Life uh, by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Some of those are really... Amazing. He does a great version of Solitary Man by Neil Diamond. He does Copacabana by Barry Manilow. Really? No, he doesn't do that one. He was the guest uh, person on my favorite episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah? Which episode was that? That was the one where Homer ate those Guatemalan Insanity Peppers. Oh, yeah! Insanity Peppers. (laughs) And Johnny Cash was the voice of his uh, spirit guy. 1939, and I love this. Oh, I do too. The word Dord is found in the Webster's New International Dictionary. Despite the fact that Dord is not a word, the word isn't removed until 1947. <laughs> Dord is spelled D-O-R-D. Do you know the story behind this word? <laughs> no. Okay. This is going to make me very happy to talk about this. <laughs> what somebody did is they put in an entry for density, which is the symbol D. So somebody put D or capital D, and that's how they wrote it in the entry. Oh, and somebody looked at it and said, oh, Dord. Dord. So the definition for Dord was density. And I think I have heard that before. And it's stuck in the dictionary. No one questioned it. I mean, how often do you go through every single word of the dictionary? So it just took people a couple times a year. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's just for those special occasions. But it took a long time for somebody to go, wait a second, Dord? <laughs> Try that out and next time you go to science class, see if you can get away with uh describing it as a Dord. <laughs> Or if you have a really dense friend, you can be like, you're such a dord. You are a dord. You're like 27 dords. 1951. The 22nd Amendment is ratified, limiting presidents to two terms. Right on the heels of Roosevelt, who went four terms. And somebody said, that's probably a little too many. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors in a game against the New York Knicks, the highest scoring NBA performance of all time. How many points did the team have at the end of the game? 169 points they scored. Uh, the New York Knicks managed 147 in the same game. Wow. So and no one's gotten close to that. The closest a f- couple years ago, Kobe Bryant scored 81 in a game, and that was the closest anybody's gotten to 100. The big special thing about the game, besides 100 points, was Wilt Chamberlain was a notoriously bad free throw shooter, and people would foul him just to get him to the line. He shot 32 free throws in the game and made 28 of them. So he had a big night at the free throw line. 1983. The final MASH episode, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, is watched by 106 million viewers 
still the largest American viewing audience for a series finale. I remember that one. I have never seen it, but I know about it. Mm -hmm. And Scott will always say something like, don't smother the chicken. (laughs) Spoilers for the MASH finale. That doesn't spoil it. No. Don't smother the chicken. You can't. And by the way, you can't spoil a... uh, a show that is now what thirty four <laughs> years old, or an episode that's thirty four years old? No, you can't. Well, that, that that last episode is older than me by a few months. Wow! <laughs> but I remember that episode very, very distinctly. It was a very emotional episode, and everybody one hundred and six million viewers. You can't get. I think now, like American Idol, in its heyday, was pulling in like. 30 million viewers. Wow. Yeah. Because there just weren't as many choices. Right. You know, you had three networks and PBS, and that was it. So if something big was happening on CBS on a certain night, and MASH had been on forever and was a much-loved show, everybody's going to watch it because there's nothing else on. Right. Uh, and finally, last one, 1983 compact discs and CD players became available in the U.S. for the very first time. Uh, The first artist to sell one million copies of a CD, Dire Straits. That happened two years later, 1985, with their Brothers in Arms uh, album. That was the one with Walk of Life and Money for Nothing and all that sort of stuff. And then the first artist to convert their entire catalog to CD was one David Bowie. Do you remember the first CD you bought? Yeah. What was it? It's the Beach Boys' Greatest Hits. (laughs) There is no shame in that at all. Don't say it like that. Say it proud. Beach Boys are awesome. And the second one was the Aladdin soundtrack. (laughs) which we have discussed. Yes. There was a store in Chicago called Chicago Compact Disc, and they were the first ones that we knew of that sold compact discs. The first one that I bought was called the Carl Stalling Project. Carl Stalling was the guy who wrote the music for Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, okay. So it was the musical scores for Bugs Bunny cartoons. I love that. And it was incredible. It was the first time I knew the title of a piece of music that I'd been hearing for years uh, in Bugs Bunny cartoons called Powerhouse. Raymond Scott wrote this piece, and I'm going to play it for you right now, and you will say, oh, yeah, I've heard that in Bugs Bunny cartoons. So here it is, and that was game prep. Tricks and bloom, bloom, blam. Bing, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's beautiful. That, that thing may change <laughs> on a weekly basis. It's hard to say. This week, we're going to do educated guesses. Yes, we've been talking about this for a little while, and now it's time to do it. You wanted me to uh, talk about a certain category that you don't feel strong on. I am terrible with the sport. Ah, the sports. That is, so that's the green section on Trivial Pursuit. Mm. And I would always try to avoid it. Like, I'd save it till the last piece, (laughs) you know? Right. And I'd be like, please be games and leisure instead of a sports question. (laughs) I think one time I got a question about the Boy Scouts in the green section. I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is about getting a fighting chance to get at least one of those. I'm going to throw out a few names that you should probably know for some of the major sports and sporting events. 
Let's start with basketball because this is basketball season right now. Of course, one name you should always know is Michael Jordan. I know that name. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Of course, with the Chicago Bulls, he won six championships. Won three, then retired, went and played baseball for a couple of seasons. Went back and won three more championships. So You know what else he did? What else did he do? He made Space Jam. <laughs> he did make Space Jam. He he was the jam in Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I have never seen Space Jam all the way through. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I have seen it multiple times. What year did Space Jam come out? You want to take a guess? 96. Let's find out. She says 96. I'm going to go 97. 96. Well done. Yay. Well done. Bonus point for Monica. <laughs> Ding. Another name you should know, uh, the Boston Celtics. Now, that's a team, of course. They have the most championships of all time, 17 championships for the Boston Celtics between the years 1957 and 2008. Oh, also their uh, their mascot. Do you want to kind of guess what their mascot looks like? Is it a wasp? It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it is a wasp. You want to try again? It's Boston... Big Irish community. Is it the Celtics? A, is it a leprechaun? It is a leprechaun. It is Lucky the Leprechaun is their mascot. The other one I'm going to give you is the three Ks. Now, Michael Jordan, sometimes people will guess that he is the top scorer of all time, but that is not true. Nope. The three Ks, this is a good trivia mnemonic to remember the people who have uh, scored the most points in the NBA history. Three Ks are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, and Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan ranks fourth in that list. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played mostly for the Lakers. Carl Malone played his entire career with the Utah Jazz, and Kobe Bryant played with the Lakers as well. Are you a basketball fan? Nope. Okay. I cannot stand the squeaky shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy, the squeaking. The squeaky shoes. You like a little quieter of a game. Also... There's too many points. Too many points. You like a, a low-scoring game. Yeah. Then let's move on to the next one, which is baseball. Very quiet shoes. Yeah. Very low-scoring game. Are you a baseball fan? I kind of like baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more than basketball. Okay. Well, some baseball names you should know. Nolan Ryan, I think you should know. He had a 27-year career, uh, and he... Leads all-time in strikeouts, 5,714 strikeouts. He's the all-time strikeout king in Major League Baseball. And I have now, never even heard of him. Yeah, he was called the Express. That was his nickname, the mm. Express. So that's a good name. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. is another good name to know. He played for the Baltimore Orioles. He set a record, played 2,632 straight games, passing the record of previously set by Lou Gehrig, um, kind of the Iron Man award. He is nicknamed Iron Man for being able to play that many consecutive games without being hurt. And then Bar, B-A-R-R, is a good mnemonic to remember the four players with the most home runs in their career of all time. B-A-R-R standing for Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Alex Rodriguez. Barry Bonds, of course... Kind of had a checkered career, but he has the record for the most home runs in a season. Uh, diminished a little bit because of some the uh, steroids. steroid era. Isn't there some weird rule that some people don't like where you can bring in a runner? The rule people don't like is the designated hitter. Designated hitter. So that in the American League, the designated hitter uh, hits in place of the pitcher. So the pitcher never has to go to bat. Right. Whereas in the National League, the pitcher has to go to bat. Most purists say they would rather see the pitcher hit and, you know, mm -hmm. see what they can do. Um, I don't care either way. And I like baseball, but I don't I don't care either way. So my friends that I would play Trivial Pursuit with a lot, mm -hmm. they're big baseball people. So usually I was the one who got all the baseball questions. Oh yeah? And they always knew the answer. And <laughs> I never knew it. But one of my 
tips and tricks is if the question is about a baseball player who said something weird. Oh, this is a good one. Yogi Berra. That is great. <laughs> that is a great when in doubt, Yogi Berra. Yeah, if it's like, what baseball player said goofy, 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 goofy? Yogi, Yogi Berra. Berra. Which is also an easy name to remember. Sure. Sure, because he was smarter than the average Berra. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's move to football for a moment. Some names you should know. And I put in a mnemonic in here. BMBA or Bamba. These are quarterbacks who have more than two Super Bowl wins. Uh, They are Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, and Troy Aikman. BMBA. They are the only ones that have won more than two Super Bowls. Um, uh, Tom Brady just won his fifth. Congratulations. (laughs) Not a football fan? I like football, right? I like college football better. Yeah. The players are more exploited. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's yeah. not why i like it better i like i like when those players are getting used <laughs> emmett smith another good name to know and somebody that maybe doesn't get enough talk about but he is the all-time rushing leader he's running back for the dallas cowboys and he still holds the record for all-time most yards on the ground Jerry Rice, also another good one to know. He scored the most touchdowns of all time, most of them when he was a wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers back in the Joe Montana days, and then the Steve Young days after Joe Montana moved on. You don't care about any of this, do you? I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You know, you asked me to do a sports thing. And I'm doing a sports thing, and then you look at me like... I thought it would be good for people who would want to know, but... But you don't want to know. I just don't have a whole lot to say about it. That's okay. Let's move on to a sport that I'm not very familiar with. I've seen a few games in my life live. That is hockey. I opened one game. Oh, yeah? I think the fighting is kind of silly. Like, they do it on purpose just to get everybody excited they hit each other so hard and the what they can do on skates and get around yeah is incredible i mean i love ice skating but i can't imagine going that fast and trying to hold a stick and trying to maneuver <laughs> a puck and then at the same time trying to maneuver around people it's incredible what they can do so i learned something about hockey okay because uh when i was hosting trivia at fitzgerald it was on the tv in front of me so like between questions i was staring at it and i noticed that when they scored the light up behind the goal went off immediately and i was like how did it know so quick I like is there a sensor i'm like no because like the goalie's all back in the goal the whole time There's a guy sitting back there watching and pushes a button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the magic is out. It's like that's his whole job is he just sits there and watches the goal and gets ready to push the button. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good job. You could do that. Yeah, I could. Give up those greeting cards and go sit in a cold ice rink and push a button. I would be like, oh, I think I missed. <laughs> did somebody just score there? Because I just did. Mm. You see? Did anybody? I had to go get a beer. <laughs> I had to go get <laughs> and some hand warmers. So here's some hockey names you should know. Wayne Gretzky. That I've sound heard, familiar? I've heard of him. He's uh his nickname is the Great One. He is the most goals of all time, eight hundred ninety four. He was one of the big controversies when he moved from Edmonton, where he was playing up in Canada to the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, it was uh, scandalous that he moved from his native Canada to Los Angeles to play hockey. Scandalous. The good ones always end up coming down here, don't they? Yes, they do. I'm looking at you, Celine Dion. I was talking about Justin Bieber. Okay. William Shatner? William Shatner, yeah. Oh, the Shatner. Um, here's another... Shania Twain. Shania Twain. That's Mark <laughs> Twain's daughter, isn't it? What? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Gordy Howe. Here's another name you should know. Gordy Howe. His first name is Gordy. His last name is Howe. Gordy Howe. He is known as Mr. Hockey. He played for 26 seasons in the NHL. Uh, he is second in goal scored, 
Third in goal scored is Yaromir Yager. He has played 27 seasons and is still playing at 45 years old, playing right now with the Florida Panthers. Wow. Um, and then here's a couple of things you should know for trivia, and I've asked some of these questions before. The original six is the first six teams that the NHL had. They are the Boston Bruins, Chicago Blackhawks, Detroit Red Wings, the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Rangers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are the first six teams. I have to ask. Yes. About the Canadians. Yes. So they're just the Montreal people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like if, if Seattle started a, 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 an NHL team and called themselves the Seattle Americans. The Seattle Americans. Yep. So is there a mascot, just like some guy? (laughs) What is it? All right, hold on a second, because I have to see what it is. The mascot's name is Yuppie. Y-O-U-P-P-I, Yuppie. Uh, Pronounced, let's see here. Pronounced Yuppie? It's French for Yippie. (laughs) The official mascot of the Montreal Canadiens. Let's see if we can get a picture. Their mascot is yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is back from 1979. Yuppie was designed by Bonnie Erickson, who uh, designed Jim Henson uh, puppets. Uh, she designed Miss Piggy, Statler and Waldorf, and uh, other Muppet characters. And I'm now going to show Monica a picture of Yuppie. We're very excited to see Yuppie. Looks like that. Once it loads up here. Oh, it's like. That's adorable. That is cute. It does yeah. look like a Muppet. That's a, that, that is, a, that's Yuppie. Aww. So that is the Montreal Canadiens very adorable mascot. It also mascot. looks like a ginger Sasquatch. Canadians are called the Habs because it's short for Les Habitants which is what many French supporters of the team believe the H in the middle of the logo stands for. But it's not what the H in the middle of the logo stands for. It stands for hockey. <laughs> I just read that off the they internet. They are my favorite team. Yeah, Montreal. I think now we've got somebody interested in hockey. Monica is now a Montreal Canadiens fan. Les habitants. Yes. All right, let's do one more category here, and that is something called the Olympics, which get a lot of questions. Uh, Nadia Comaneci, uh, back in the 1976 Montreal, speaking of Montreal. <laughs> Yippee. Yes. She was the first gymnast to score a perfect 10. Did that at the 1976 Montreal Olympics, speaking of Montreal. Have you heard of Nadia Comaneci? Uh, not really. She was a Romanian gymnast and became sort of the darling of the Summer Olympics that year. In fact, Nadia's theme is a song that she used for her floor, for her floor exercise. It was the theme to the soap opera Young and the Restless. And oh, it got renamed Nadia's theme. Yeah. Because of a trivia question. <laughs> I have to remember, I can't remember if the theme came first or the, if she used it and then it became the theme. I, it must have been the theme of the TV show first. Do pe- people don't really score perfect tens very much, do they? It's very rare. Like, hasn't it gotten even more rare? In the Moscow Olympics 1980, uh, there was a bunch of them, including Nadia Comaneci again. Um, and then 1984, they went crazy with the uh, Perfect Tens. Lots of Perfect Tens, including guys like Mitch Gaylord, Mary Lou Retton, Soul, a few less. And then it became very rare. In fact, the last Perfect Tens in Olympics was in Barcelona in 1992. They only had two women who scored perfect tens, and as far as I'm looking at this, that was those are the last ones in the Olympics. That's what I thought. So now it's like super rare, but for a while they were just going crazy with the tens. That reminds me of this bartending competition that me and Scott went to. <laughs> a bartending? Please, please, please go on. 
And everybody knew everybody pretty much, and they were all friends. So the judges all knew the bartenders. Mm-hmm. So nobody wanted to give anybody anything but a perfect score. So right. everybody won. <laughs> yeah, well, you're all you're all winners. <laughs> it was really stupid. So who won? Everybody. Our uh, last couple Olympics names I want to throw out. One you've heard of, one you probably have not. Michael Phelps, the swimmer, heard of him. Most medals all time, any any category, 28 medals, including 23 gold medals. And that's not just individuals, but also in relays and team events and things like that. And then the women's leader of all time is a gymnast named Larissa Latinina. Uh, she was from the Soviet Union, and she is the most uh, medals for a female athlete. She won 18, including nine gold medals. Do you watch the Olympics when they're on? I used to. Do you have a favorite event? I did like the gymnastics when I was younger. The uh, Carrie Strug. Oh, the one that got hurt? Yeah. And then had to be carried off by her coach, or or was that was that her? So she got her. It was down to the um, the vault, and she got hurt on her first one. But then she went and did the second one and got a good enough score to win gold for America. Wow! And then the coach carried her off. Did you scream USA USA when you were when you were watching that? No. I probably screamed because I was young and a weirdo, but (laughs) it was not that patriotic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go on. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. That was good. Thank you for teaching me things about sport. Well, we'll do this every once in a while, and we'll pick some subjects that uh, you just need a little, you know, when in doubt, guess these names, guess these things, and, uh, and maybe you'll get lucky and one of them will be right. gentlemen name that tune it is now time for the audio round you like these audio rounds don't you i love them yes well good um this is a post oscars audio round the oscars they just happened on sunday we don't know who won but congratulations to all the fine people who won oscars we're going to do a round on movie scores. These are movie scores that won the Oscar for Best Original Score. Uh, play seven clips. All you got to do is name the movie that they're from. You don't have to name the composers. And as a reminder, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you can still send in your answers and you might be chosen oh, as yeah. the winner. Oh, yeah. If if you're feeling like, oh, well, I didn't listen to it right as it came out and I don't have any shot, you have a shot. We're putting all the names in the hat now. We're going to pull them out by random. So you have a shot of winning the fabulous prize, which is... We will say your name. Yes. And not just say it to ourselves like, oh, my God, isn't that amazing? We will say it. <laughs> into microphones and record it and then put it out on a podcast, which is now out on iTunes. So your name could be heard by millions. It probably won't be, but it could be <laughs> by millions. Billions. Tree, no. Maybe, no. 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 Could be tri- no. No. No trill? No. Just bill. But you know what? I could also try to get Puka to say your name. Oh, Let's if see. we, by the way, if you can get Puka to talk English, we're shutting down the podcast and going out on the road. That sounded like <laughs> that sounded like uh, Sarah Zimmerman to me. Oh, good job! That was Puka. great. <laughs> All right, here is the audio round. Your audio round starts now. One. Two. 
three. Seven. All right, send in your answers to quizfix at gmail.com. Send them in as soon as you can, but uh, we'll put them in a hat, and uh, whoever we pull out that has the most right answers, say that name on the air, and you might become a podcast star. Quizfix at gmail.com, and also on iTunes, subscribe and comment there. Uh, Thanks you very much for downloading, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.